I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. Um, Francis. Mm. Lloyd, if you're listening to this. Yeah, we hate you. No, no, thanks oh, for coming in sorry, today. That was sorry. a really great episode. We were... I'm very pleased with it. You uh, haven't even said hello to the listeners. You haven't even said good morning. You the the listeners good... are listening. Yeah, but they might not. No one might be listening right now. Imagine if no one is listening. Yeah, well, we all know, we know that's not true. Well, sometimes it might be true. Sometimes one day we may wake up and there'll be no listeners. And then what would we do? Well, I what mean, would we do then, Francis? We'd still do it. Well, we'd still do it to no one listening. Yeah, we'd have to. Why would we have to? Because do it? we love it. We do it for the love of doing it. Not, That's true. I do it. F- I do it for the love of just hanging out with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. We do it for the love of doing it. So that's all that matters. What else do you do not for the love of doing it? Jujitsu. Mm-hmm. Um, surfing. Skiing. Uh, Surf- polo. Surfing. Skateboarding. Um, yeah. Painting. Drawing. Game. Calligraphy. Mm-hmm. Anything um, else? Business, entrepreneurship. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. Do it for the love of it, the process. What else do you do for the love of it? Um, comedy. Yeah, keep going. Photography. Yeah, yeah. Poetry. Mm. Want to give me a little snippet of poetry right now? Language. Give me a little snippet of some poem. <clears throat> a little snippet of some poem? Yeah. All right, well, tell me what's a poem ba- about. <laughs> Tell me what to poem, poem about. Tell me what to poem about. Okay, I'll tell you. Poem, poem about um, a summer's day. It was a summer's day. The grass was blowing in the wind. The flowers blossoming. The kids come out to play. 
Oh, what a summer's day today. That's it. That wasn't even a, was that a poem? Yeah. Okay, let me do one. Give me give me something to do and I'll do a poem for you then instead. Here all we right. go. Hey. Um, Freak. All right. Yeah, watch this. About ostriches. <laughs> Perfect. An ostrich has the biggest egg. No, ostriches. Okay. Ostriches have the biggest eggs. I met a girl whose once name was Meg. Megs? Yeah. She also had a wooden leg. <laughs> there we go. What do you think about that one? Uh, not as good as mine. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast today. We have a lovely podcast with Lloyd Griffith. Uh, no S on the end. I get his name wrong every single time. And if he's listening to this, which he will be, he gets irritated by it. Lloyd, uh, it's his second time on the podcast. He's a wonderful comedian. He, he, he was so good the last time we invited him back. Yeah, he came back, came back for more. He has just been on tour with Mr. Jack Whitehall, uh, who has been doing loads of different arenas, 23 different arenas around the country. Are you doing Jack's piano? Is he uh, paying you for this? No. Should, should probably... Jack, well, you just uh, well, Jack and I did MC a wedding a couple yeah. of couple of days. Did ago. you? Did you? What did you do? A uh, did an MC. You emceed it. I emceed it. Yeah. Yeah, with Jack, it was great. Opened up with this. Uh, isn't there only one MC? Oh, we did two. Shall I tell you my opening line that yeah, I said? Yeah. I said uh, it's it's amazing to spend the day with your best friend on the happiest day of his life, and today is without a doubt the happiest day of my best friend. Jack's life. He gets to MC with Mr. MIC. That was it. Yeah, that's that's a response I got afterwards, so yeah, <laughs> really? not, not much laughter after. No one laughed. No one laughed. <laughs> I used a lot of props. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Turns out props aren't that funny. Did, you, ca- did you get it all on video? Uh, it'd probably be filmed somewhere, yeah, for sure. We're emceeing. Can we put that on Instagram? Might do it. Lloyd is a hilarious comedian. He is a wonderful person and he loves cathedrals. We spoke about all of those things in the episode. Now, uh, if you also, if you love our podcast, please subscribe, comment, subscribe. Um, rate us. Rate us. And also, uh, please send us some mail. I know I say this every single time, but we love reading your mail. Please send it to one to Spirit Media or Private Parts Podcast, 164 to 180 Union Street, Print Rooms, SE1OLH. Send it to that and we will open it and read it. But for now, boys and girls, grandmas and grandpas, mothers and fathers, stepfathers, stepmothers, aunts, uncles, cousins, friends. Um, what other th- things are there? Let's get on with it. All right, here's Lloyd Griffiths. Enjoy. So I, I, I've been thinking about something recently, uh, and uh, been thinking about it a lot. I, What's that? Well, that's a nice little spot there you got there. Well, why would you point that out? Why would you? Why would you point that out straight away? I, when I was about to, when I was about to embark on a just on a quest, it. and you you then point out my spot on my yeah, I just noticed it. Well, you, you've popped that. What? Your face. Wow, I mean, it started very hostile, hasn't it? It is what happens. Like, when you spend this much time with someone, you start to get hostile with them. My skin isn't that very good at the moment, and I was a little bit worried about spots, and I didn't think it would get picked up, but <laughs> sat next to Francis, you, you never bloody know, do you? <laughs> Just go straight in there. Nice but, spot, Lloyd. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but listen, listen. I think I'm a flat earther. <laughs> oh. The earth is flat, people. 
Yeah, I was watching, listen, I was watching this morning the other day with Philip and Holly. Okay, I was watching it. And this guy came on and he started talking about Flat Earth. And and he's right. Who? Sorry, who was the guy? He was a professor. Of what? Of earth. Of Of levels. <laughs> and he, he was saying this. He was saying that he's saying that there's no there's no horizon. There's no, no there's there no, is a horizon. Well there isn't. There's no curvature of the earth. There's no curvature of the earth. Well there is. No, well there isn't. He, he was telling me there isn't. And and I believed him. <clears throat> oh my No, so gosh. what you do is if you point a laser a, you know, down the road. And yeah. uh, at the same height from the ground, it, the laser will actually go over the sensor at the end because the Earth has a curvature. So it'll go down. Yeah. Okay, fine. What about the fact that planes don't fly over the Antarctic? There you go. Well, you got me there. Yeah, there you go. No, but I, I think... Oh, here we go. Pilot. <laughs> go on. <laughs> I, used to, I had a couple of flying lessons when I was a kid, actually. Just, <laughs> a, wor- just you- a working class lad from Grimsby. So I had flying lessons. Uh, <laughs> you actually had some flying lessons. Yeah, my eyes oh, are long. So my godfather had some uh, at a mate called Ken Peach, who used to fly a Cessna out of Homberside Airport. So I did about five flying lessons, and it got too expensive, and he ran out of money. Now, um, <laughs> <laughs> so I did, did horse riding instead. <laughs> just a working class lad from Grimsby. Um, I've got... Uh, not a theory. I think it's just a fact. And so, uh, so the planes don't fly around. They don't fly over the Antarctic. But Antarctic's like the icy one, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. But they didn't fly over the North Pole either. Actually, yeah, yeah. There was, it was an, I, I saw, that was actually there's a documentary about flat earthers, um, oh, which you're, which, which, you're which you're in it as well. Well, it didn't convince me, but <laughs> their most uh, compelling argument, which I think is the one that hooks all of them onto it, is the fact that that if you look at a um, uh, you know, a flight tracker online. Yeah, you, you, none, none of the pl- planes go over Antarctica or the Arctic. There you go, Lloyd. But yeah, there you go. I, I think, there you go, buddy. I, I think, well, I think got, maybe it's for uh, safety th- reasons. I think, and I'm not um, an expert, but I, th- I think I'm more of an expert on this than you. No, two I, at the moment. you didn't watch this morning, so you. No, I was too busy. What? Too busy with me laser looking <laughs> at the horizon. Um, I, w- I think it's because they're uninhabitable, aren't they? Like, not many people live there. So, I think that you have to fly over land that has got airports so that you can keep track of you. Or, so or if you need it, to make a crash landing. Exactly. And you don't want to do a crash landing in somewhere that is uninhabitable. But, and then, where, you know, how, how, how are you going to be rescued? Exactly. It'll take one of those boats ages to break through all the ice to get to you. <laughs> so, therefore, go over land. One of, the, hang on, one of those boats to break through all the ice. Well, you know, you see those you know, boats, but, don't yeah, you? Yeah, an ice crusher. Ice, ice breaker. Ice breaker. <laughs> oh, there's, there's not... <laughs> <laughs> there's not a boat. The that, there's not question. a boat that, that breaks through ice that goes. Yeah, there through. is. Are you stupid? Wait. Oh my god, he's an absolute flat earther. <laughs> Why don't. do people listen to this podcast? You don't, you don't have a boat that just goes and breaks through yeah, the ice. Literally, you do. Yeah, it, that, that is its only job. Are you serious? Yes. For what reason? Because the ice is there and it can't get through and otherwise. It, it needs people to get through or animals to get through. And Are you serious? Oh, I'm going to Google this right now. Instead there, of there, watching this morning, <laughs> you should watch. Is there actually a boat that does that? Yeah. Not just one as well. It's not just Boats one massive boat. that break through ice. It'd be funny if the Titanic pops up. Yeah, exactly. There's, are you serious? Mm. There's these... Are are you... These things? Oh my God, there is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look at it. Yeah, an icebreaker. An icebreaker. <laughs> or, or what did you call it? An ice crusher. Ice cr- cracker. <laughs> an ice cracker. They actually do. They just just go through them yeah. and do that. And they do it. Obviously, they go quite slowly, and then they just crush through the uh, through through the ice. Well, I think they're going as fast as they can go. Yeah, but it seems slow. Though, yeah. doesn't it? <laughs> it does seem really slow. I okay. If you had to, if you had to, um, if you had to live in a in a sort of 
desolate place. Which place would you? Sorry, have you? Have you? Is that is that you done with the flat Earth? Yeah, is that, yeah, yeah. You've, you've, you've given me you've, your theory, and that's you've it. You've now convinced me. Okay, you win. All right, you is win. That well, that, because yeah. of the icebreakers. Um, if this morning you're listening, I'm happy to come on the show. <laughs> And be the counter-argument for flat Earth with absolutely no experience. Okay, fine. If we are going to continue this, then why why couldn't the Earth be flat? Uh, well, we're, we're, okay, well, the, the, okay. The, let's let's think about how that would work. Okay, so what is it like a plate? Yeah, it's like and a, so it's like, it's a plate just like float, a frisbee, a plate just floating in space, defying. Yeah, but all what happened? Of I, I think the thing that the and I was I did a little bit of research on flat Earth last week, but I, I I'm not an idiot and didn't fall into it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Wait, hang on, hang on. You did a little bit of what you did well, a little no, bit of research when you were, so you were curious. I wasn't curious. I wasn't you curious. You were a bit curious. You're um, like, well, maybe it is flat. There's an app on the iPhone called Twitter. I was on there, and then there was a man that had died called Mad Mike, and he's a flat earther. Okay, and he died trying to prove that the Earth is flat by going up in a homemade steam-propelled rocket. Now. It's it's a very sad story because a man died, okay? But you look at the video and you're looking at it going, no person should be flying in that homemade. And apparently he got like the steam generator from Craigslist. Like that's why I'm, none of this is made up. And he went up there and there's like a load of flat earthers there and he's in his... What, in, in his thing, look, in the flat earthers up there? I think he's in like New Mexico. He's like in, oh, I can't remember where it was. It, it was somewhere desolate in, um, in, in, in America, which comes on to your next... Uh, yeah, yeah, my story, next question. Um, but he basically went, he went up in this steam-propelled rocket, weirdly and sadly blew up. Obviously it did, because he'd made it <laughs> from Walmart. And then his um, parachute didn't... Um, deploy, out, deploy, deploy. So he fell to the the flat Earth, ironically, um, and now is flatter than the flat Earth. But it, everyone was just going. It's quite funny how people give flat Earthers a you know a bad bad jib because they're stupid. And this guy's gone. Nah, nah, mate. I don't know. Why he's Australian. Why is he Australian? Why he we don't, I don't know. Nah, nah, mate. He, he immigrated from Australia <laughs> yeah, to the nah, regions of America, and he, he travelled across the flat Earth <laughs> to America. And he's like, um, oh, what's American accent? I should be able to do. It. Um, Go on, I can't wait for this. Go on. Hey, that's still Australian, isn't it? <laughs> Go on. How you doing, mate? <laughs> yeah, go on. Oh my, Here we go. I'm doing a film later this year where I play an American. Here, go, uh, go try um, to do it. Here we go. So say it's here flat earth. Hey, no. <clears throat> no, the earth is. No, the earth is flat. <laughs> oh, I don't know. How about that? <laughs> no one help him. No, no one oh help him. Oh my God, what is going no on? No one help him. I think he's wearing headphones. Go on. Okay, okay wait. So hey, what are you talking about? You're going up in this rocket that the earth, the earth, you're saying the earth is flat? Yeah, man. The Earth is flat. <laughs> yes, got there. Yeah, man, the Earth is flat, man, and I'm going to prove it's it, mate. Dutch. <laughs> oh yeah, you spent a lot of time because um, <laughs> Holland famously flat, isn't it? Yes, that's where, that's where all flat Earth is. I am so clever today. I don't know what is happening. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Private Parts Podcast. This is where we read the most intimate and sort of details of our lives in the studio. Our buddy Lloyd Griffiths. You got that all I wrong. I know. I got it wrong. It's hard to you pronounce your surname. Hello, you can see you panicking on Griffith. Griffiths. Griffiths. Griffith. It sounds like you got Griffith. a lisp. It's better than the first time when I came on and I had to talk about the time that you talked about me and couldn't even remember my name. <laughs> what is that? Did I forget it? Yeah, well, you talked to Ivo, didn't you? About what, 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 I don't want to talk about it again. Oh, no, 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 we can't talk about it. That was actually genius when I was telling... <laughs> When I was telling you were listening to the podcast, I was listening to the podcast as a fan. Yeah, and I was telling research. I was talking to Ivo Graham about a, a, a comedian, a really funny comedian that I met on uh, on a bus, and we started talking. But it wasn't a bus, it, mate. It, it wasn't <laughs> a bus. I don't think you've ever been on a bus. Ever we were on a, we were on public transport. It was a bus. It was a train. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, we were on a train and you started talking about how you broke up with your ex-girlfriend yeah. and I started talking about the story and Lloyd was listening to it on the podcast going, oh, I want a sucker. Turned out to be him. <laughs> I was like, and you went, oh, I can't remember his name. I can't remember his name. I was like, oh, this is this is quite sad. As if you can't remember this guy's name. And he went out with our friend uh, and, and, and I went, oh, I know who he means. I was like, oh, oh God, that's me. That is me. He's talking about me. That, that is awful. <laughs> ah, mate, Lloyd, so sweet to see you, buddy. Thanks for having me. Welcome Nate, back. Uh, the last time, uh, I think maybe the last time we saw each other, we were playing in a chat. It was like a charity football game. Was no. that, did we see each other before that? <laughs> I, think we, I think we did the podcast. We did the last podcast. Not after the football game. Yeah. No. Yes. Yeah. You did the pod, we did the football match, and then you asked me onto the podcast. And then you actually spoke about the football match on that about, podcast. Yeah. And that was a year ago. <laughs> Was that a year ago? You're right. Uh, no, I don't think I am. I'm a flat earther. Obviously, I'm not all right. <laughs> yeah, I ca- yeah, I came on in like February yeah. or March or something. Was that, that when you came on? And I came on, I had a really bad voice. I was like bunged up to the max and I was uh, annoyed. Yeah, but I'm also surprised now that you're not sort of, you haven't got sore because you've been touring with Mr. Jack Whitehall for yeah. a while. How, if you wait, when you go on these tours, right? Because this is what I'm saying. When you go on these, are you spending every single second with each other? Not really, no. Um, you spend a majority of the time when you're at the venues and stuff, and then uh, you'll go off after the gig to the hotel and stay over. So you'll be together that evening, and then the next day, it depends where you are and what you're doing, but mm. you, yeah, you'll try and have a bit of a bit of alone time, otherwise you will get on each other's titties. Because also, you're playing to like how... Because Jack does the arenas, right? <laughs> Jack does anything between 4,000 and 18,000 a night. Yeah, 18,000 wow. is so many freaking people. Yeah. It's it like, dude, like, is that even like? That's a lot of people. That's like a lot of people. Is that even because comedy, right, is meant to be like this small, like intimate, like yeah. place? But then doing it to eighteen thousand people is like almost too many people. It's, it's a weird one because I remember going to see Michael McIntyre at the O2 and really enjoying it, but being feeling quite distant from it. But then going to see him in an intimate venue of like two hundred people and being like, oh my god, I'm, I'm amongst it. But I still didn't devalue the the O2 night. Like the O2 was because you had more of a stage. It's more of a performance. And there yeah. are certain people that are just big, enigmatic performers that do need a bigger stage. And it's also like the economy of scale. Like in, if if Jack wanted to perform to as many people as want to see him, he'd have to do a two thousand seat theatre every single night for probably two years in order to do the same mm. amount of numbers as it is he's done on, on his tour. So, or maybe um, half a year, but still. So I think it's sometimes you just have to go to- I love the, how to, you're just working out the math, sir. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Four, oh, 450, actually, yeah. it's 365 <laughs> days a year. So yeah, roughly, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, okay, maybe a thousand, he'd have to do a thousand, he sold 450,000 tickets. He did, he'd have to do a thousand seater for 450 <laughs> nights uh, and no days off. <laughs> So how you know what? Well, he, and he'd, he'd be broken. So it's good to just get them down in small segments. <laughs> Whereas me, on the other hand, um, I'm doing anything between 100 and 500 seaters a night, and it, it's different. But it's, what do you prefer though? What because it's it, it, I, I love both. So um, but you're you're going out with like a slightly different act when you're going out on tour with Jack. Like you're still the same person, but you know you can't really speak to as many people because it's such a, a massive yeah. room and the people at the back won't be able to hear you. So you are performing for the cameras so that everyone can see on the big screens, and you do have to give like a big lot of energy. So it's I do. more of like a theatrical performance. It is, isn't yeah. It? And you know, I, and I think the reason why Jack asked me to go on because I am. Um, Larger than life, which it means <laughs> fat, um, and you know, and uh, full of energy, you know, bubbly, like, uh, fat, um, and then because I do the singing thing and get the crowds involved by you know, like you know, a bit of, bit of so it is, it is you know, you're almost in that 
in that uh, arena, you do need an element of, of warm-up as well, of mm. getting the crowd ready, because sometimes they can be literally cold spaces as well. Mm. So it's just getting So you're them... basically going in there to just, like, to try and warm up the room. I am what you'd call an ice crusher, <laughs> an icebreaker. <laughs> you are I one am... of those boats that go so through an ice cracker. I'm an ice cracker, like a large Isn't it nerve-wracking, though? You're walking into a room, you go, you're right? Because that... Obviously, obviously, some people would know, but the majority of people are there yeah. to see Jack. So you're basically 100%. going on to a room where people are going, well, this isn't Jack. Who's all. this? But what, is re- what was really good on this tour was that Jack and his dad had a pre-recorded um, voiceover before the show where they'd have a little skit before. And a lot of people, obviously, you know, their show is huge and a lot of people come to see them because of the travels of my father. And then they'd do a little skit and they'd talk about me at the beginning and, you know, Jack would be like, Dad, just... Daddy just introduced Lloyd. He's like, oh, Lloyd, Lloyd's a proper comedian. I wish your actor was a bit more like him. So he's already won the crowd over. So, all yeah. oh, right, he's a friend of Jack and Michael's. So, so you're already in. So already in. And then he goes, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome a proper comedian, Lloyd Griffith. And so they come out. And yeah, you know, there are some people that do recognise me, but the majority, yeah. you know, at 10,000 a night, there's going to be a hell of a lot that don't. But when, when you walk out, do you, do you raise your hand? How do you do it? Do you, cause that's, what? Raise my hand? Well, because that's, I find. Boom, boom, boom. Do you, do you know when you walk into a room and you suddenly realise everyone's watching you? And you forget how to walk. You literally go like, "Oh God, everyone's like watching me." That's what I would do if I walk out on stage. No, that. I don't think I've ever <laughs> forgotten how to walk. You've, ne- you've never had that where you just sort of forget how, how to, to like walk. Yeah. How to walk into a room? <laughs> yeah, I remember <laughs> at a flat Earth conference. You just <laughs> walked in, <laughs> guys. I can't remember how to walk on this flat Earth. Do you not get? Do you not get those like? Or do you not get like a before you go on stage? Do you not get like a weird thing like, do I breathe in or do I breathe out? Like, what do, do <laughs> breathing for 35 years <laughs> someone said to me once when i was when uh, i was playing golf before i hit the ball he said jimmy when you hit the ball do you breathe in or breathe out and i went oh, i don't i don't know panicking because i didn't know what to do <laughs> do you not ever get one of those like twitches before you go on stage and no. No, you don't have any anything like that no 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 and i think you know when you when you first start you do but i think after time it's, it is muscle memory and you just go out there and, and do it and it's you know doing ten thousand is different to doing like i did 280 I think last night in Bournemouth, and it's it's. How was that in Bournemouth? Yeah, good. A bit, a few, few, a lovely crowd overall, but um, a bit. Hot. I was chatting to a few people; they're quite hostile. Really? Is that <laughs> something specific sure. to Bournemouth? I'm not entirely sure. I'm, what, what, what are they? I'm back there tonight. <laughs> quite scared. <laughs> what do they say? Um, I said, "Hello, mate. You've got your coat on your lap. What, what, why is your coat on your lap?" I went, well, I'm probably going to fall asleep, aren't I? I was like, well, "Okay, fair enough." <laughs> I was like, "They've paid to see me. Like, what, why are you being horrible?" And then I was like, oh, "I've just moved to." Battersea and someone went dog zone I went what he went you live in the dog zone mate and I went no I don't I, I don't I live in a I live, I live in a Victorian mansion block built in 1904 according to the survey um, and so I was like okay yeah fair enough and then uh, there was a quite a, a lovely couple on the front row with their daughter and um, the, the lady I have a bit in my routine um, about Mystic Meg because my comedy is very relevant um, and uh, she looked like her and then the, the man was in a full suit. And I was like, what do you do for a living? He goes, well, if I told you, I'd have to kill you, mate. I was like, no, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. Just tell me what you do. He's like, I'm a doctor. I was like, well, I'm going to get you struck off the medical register. If you're going to be like that. So I followed him home, got his address, and I followed him to the, to the surgery this morning, and then I came here. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. 
Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. <laughs> do you have to when I when you have to do that audience participation? Do you not find it? How do you get like the quickness like that so easy? Because Tom Lucy, who you also did the tour with with Jack, yeah, he, he he's did. really good at that kind of audience participation. Yeah, thing. and how do you kind of be? Is it just skill? Is it just like kind of learning it? How does it work? I think you know in in a group of friends, and I think I ch- this is what we chatted about on the bus slash train that we were on. Do you know what I mean, like the person that is funniest in your friendship group is always the quick witted one that kind of comes. This is back what with, I remember you saying. Like, yeah, 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 but, yeah. The, but that necessarily really isn't the comedian in the group and then you know so but I there's a little bit of me that I, you know in my friendship group I'm not the funniest like if we go out with like all my uh, mates from uh, <clears throat> like uni and stuff like Ben Sears is the funniest uh, my funniest mate and, really yeah but he's not a comedian he's a um, hedge fund manager um, so funnier and also richer than me <laughs> annoyingly <laughs> so wait so then what makes then what makes the difference between a comedian and is it is it just someone who's better at writing what is yeah, it yeah I think it is it's someone that kind of is able to put the writing together and then go out and perform it now I, I'd say I'm a better performer than I am writer but I love the writing so much because then once you write a bit of you know material and I've been writing quite a lot of stuff with Reese James recently and you know he's an, a he's a brilliant brilliant writer so you have to just help you know you know you just get Bounce that writing off each other bounce off it and think, oh, that's what I want to say. And then you just get these, you know, and so I am, I am, as you say, like, as I said earlier, bubbly. I'm a naturally funny comedian who has to work to write the jokes. You mm-hmm. know, I'm just, like, I'm a fat oaf who will do anything to make you laugh. I, I think a I flat said, oaf. A flat oaf. I'm a flat oafer. <laughs> also, also, like you saying this is that we're getting to this point in our lives, right, buddy, where, where everyone's getting married. Oh, my God. Everyone's just getting... So it, you know, everyone's not, getting wait, married. Wait, wait, we're not married, are we? No, no, no. <laughs> we're, hey, we ain't married. Three lonely men. Call the other one. <laughs> three cool little lads. Three cool little lads. <laughs> just, just sitting here. But you were saying that uh, you now have to go and sing. You're basically yeah. become a wedding singer. Yeah, I've become uh, a wedding singer. When I first left university, which, you know, wasn't that long ago, it was like, you know, 14 years ago. Now. Um, <laughs> and I studied music and I sang it at the Cathedral every day. 14 years. Yeah, I know. So, so long. Ago, it's so long. I could have had a child. I could have had a 14-year-old child. <laughs> 14 years oh ago. Oh my God, it's actually making isn't, me quite sad. Isn't it so weird? That I still feel like I'm, I still feel like I'm 18. Oh yeah, mate. I, I act like I'm in. I'm, I act like I'm in Freshers Week. Like I mean, every, every week it's not healthy when I should have a 14 year old child and I don't. Like I went away two weeks ago for, on tour and all my houseplants died. So I mean, I'm just not entirely sure how I'm going to cope with a child. I mean, obviously hoping there'd be someone there with me, but doing it. But I, yeah, I'm a little bit. But all, all my friends. I know, think you should just adopt by yourself. I'm going to adopt plants. <laughs> 
yeah. You imagine that. Uh, I've had, I, I, I should have thought this gone through my mind. Yeah. What, should to I, adopt a child? Yeah, adopt a child on my own. But then I'm working so much, it's like it just wouldn't work. I mean, I don't even think Battersea Dogs and Cats Home would let me have a cat or a dog. You know, so maybe that bloke was right last night. I have to live there. But it is weird how we get to this certain age, right? At like this age, and everyone starts just getting married. Yeah. Like, I just don't, I don't understand how that just, why, why is it this age? Why well, do, I think it's maybe like um, to do with people want to social, settle down. Social norms. Is that what it is? Yeah. But actually, because people used to get married a lot earlier. Oh, a lot earlier. Yeah. Especially yeah. like, especially where, where where I'm from in Grimsby, it was... You love Grimsby. I love Grimsby so much. You I just mean, love, I love Grimsby. Visit Grimsby. <laughs> You've you, never you, been to no, Grimsby. but I know a lot about it. Because Look. your sound guy, your yes. top manager yeah, yeah. was from Grimsby. Yeah. I've never know. been to Grimsby and I'm just not sure I would love it. Oh mate, we've got there's gotta be a, there's gotta be yeah, some sort of like sitcom in that, hasn't there? Oh, like I, a, met a, I, did, I met someone in Bali who was from Grimsby. Who was it? I don't know. I, I don't know. How, how would you know who it was? hundred percent I know who it was. <laughs> you uh, would not know who it was. I can't remember what her name was. Lloyd, there's no way you would know who it was. Do you, do, have you but got, she knew who you were. Well, there you go then. <laughs> and it's not through being like famous that I'm you know, no, it, it'll be through She said she knew she knew you from the ship. The ship, no. The the barge, the barge, the barge. <laughs> the barge. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The barge. No, there isn't. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a pub called the Barge it in Grimsby. It? Yeah, I used to go there before I go to Gulliver's. And do you know why night. it's called? Do you know why it's called Grimsby? Do you know why it's called Grimsby? Why is it called Grimsby? Well, I do. Go yeah, on, you know. You take it away. Yeah, I, I should hope you know. Uh, it's it's after the, the 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 man who founded it, the Viking, the Viking. Mr. Grimm. <laughs> Mr. Grimm. His name was Mr. Grimm. Yeah. yeah well, Fisherman he was, Grimm. He was called Grimm. But also, how, how did he find it? Uh, icebreaker. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't just come from, a, from Denmark. He didn't. He didn't. The ice cracked his way through. He didn't just come across and go right. I found this place. It was people were living there. No, it was like it, you don't find it. He turned it into a fishing village well, no, with all of his. It's trawlers. not like an Easter egg hunt where you just find it. Like well, if you, you think if you think about it, 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 it England is an island. Yeah. I mean, we've just had Brexit. You know yeah, what I mean? That yeah. is true, baby. We've got our waters back. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't also. I see. This is the other thing. I don't think you don't find things like you don't, like Columbus didn't find America. Like, it was there, obviously, and people were living there. No, he discovered it. Yeah, you dis- yes, you discover. So, But how can you discover Grimsby? Well, you... Um, well, it, well, you can't these days. It's already been discovered. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, so, hang, so, you, so you're saying so you're saying, you're saying that every single person from Grimsby, you'd probably know who they are? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> no, Lloyd, you can't say that. But there was like there was like 800 people in my school. I didn't know all of them. How many people live in Grimsby? 80,000. You, you don't yeah, 80, know 80, all 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, Yeah, 80,000. It's about 80, 86,000. You yeah. don't know and, and all of them. And Cleethorpes as well. You're looking at about 80, 85,000 from Cleethorpes. So you're looking at, I'd say, a population of about 160,000. Do you know, I, one of the things I like about Grimsby is that there's this documentary on YouTube that you can watch from the 90s, like following the police around Grimsby. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? Yeah, it's I brilliant. Th- I think we not chat about this last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we no, did. Did. Tell me it's, what it's my mum's friend's husband, who's one of the people. Oh, yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, I just can't believe it. Yeah, um, Kim Barrington Hines' husband. <laughs> yeah. And also, well, I think I love that. Like, uh, my mum's friend, Kimberly Barrington Hines, like the most middle class name you've ever heard. <laughs> I love it's Kim here. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, she's she beautiful. She was like, um, so Kim, oh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It's my mum's friend, Kim. My mum's my mom, uh, best friend, Jane. Um, I actually know her through, through them, and um, she she used to drive ride a motorbike. She was like the original Zavirax advert. Do you know what I mean? Really? She was like the tall, dark haired lady who like rode a who motorbike. Rode a motorbike. She's absolutely beautiful. Um, kind of she used to ride. Wait, she used to ride it through Grimsby. Yeah, she was, I think she used to ride it to work. What um, kind of bike? 
Uh, we're talking, uh, it'll be like a, a, a Kawasaki ZZR 700 yeah. or something like that. Sorry, what? what? Yeah, what? Well, you... I know my bikes, mate. I'm a, you know, I, I ride a motorbike, don't I? Are you right? Uh, say it one more time. I ride a motorbike, don't I, mate? No, <laughs> say what oh, her bike uh, was. Kawasaki ZZR 700. <laughs> or 1100, I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> so wait, she used to ride this through Grimsby to work? Yeah, with her leathers on and a helmet. And then people are like, ooh, and then she'd take off her helmet and then brush her hair around it like a scene from Top Gear. Were you stalking her? No. You, we you... just lived on the same street. <laughs> but I thought you rode a scooter. What? I thought you rode a scooter. So I reckon I'd know anyone from Grimsby in the in the uh, in 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 the uh, in the area. Yeah, yeah, but it's still a mopo. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, what, how many cc's is it? One two five. What, what does you ride? Uh, I ride a one one. I think one two five yeah. as well. Mine's like a so, Vespa. So do you do you? Are you still working for delivery or? Um, no, but I have done some work with Jack with delivery. So really? actually, it's gone full circle, which is quite nice. <laughs> also, also, I want to mention this: is that you're doing something similar to me. We're both doing a boat race. <gasps> Which boat You're race? doing the boat race, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I am. Are you doing it? I'm doing it as well. Oh, who for? I'm doing it for Channel 4. Oh, I'm doing it for Sky. Are you doing it for Sky? Oh, well, wow, have you Have you been training? Yeah, uh, well, um, it was a bit like that situation where um, I uh, was, was, was in the boat and then one of the guys from the rowing club was like, so uh, who do you row for then, mate? I was like, oh, no, I don't. I don't I don't row for anyone. It was a bit like, hey, turn that CD off. It's not a CD, mum. It's me. It was like, that, that That was my moment where it was like, so who do you row for then? I was like, oh, I've never rowed before in my life. I was like, well, you're a natural. I was like, thanks very much. <laughs> I mean, we sank four times, but I mean, I'm a natural. How, how happy does it make you as well that you're a natural, right? I was like, yeah, because... I got there and not to throw um, sport relief under the bus because obviously they're a charity and they do a lot of things and ordering the right size of clothes probably isn't their biggest priority but my clothes were quite tight so I couldn't even fit in the clothes on the day so I was like I was like really anxious being like well I look look like a a seal here I look like a seal (laughs) everyone's wearing like nice it looked like I was wearing a wetsuit when everyone else was like wearing quite like loose fitting clothes it looked like I had like they'd thrown the rubber ring into the the the, the river already, and I'd put it underneath my shirt. Do you know what I mean, like, and then rowing behind James Cracknell, who's got so <laughs> many Olympic, Oli- Olympic, so many so Olympic goals, so many Olympic goals, and there's me with like my hundred meter swimming badge. Wait, hang on, so you have you done training and things like that? You must. We have. did. We did one day on on the water. How in cold? Manchester. Yeah, it's quite cold. Yeah, we didn't go. You obviously, don't go into the water. Yeah, but I, if it gets yeah, a little cold. bit, your your fingers get cold. Uh, yeah, my, so we're racing against each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So who's do you have in your boat? Uh, at the moment, I can't, I can't remember. I, I actually looked at the thing this morning, but um, I think I've got Natalie Pinkham, who's so she's she's gonna be brilliant. She's one of the um, Sky Sports. But you've got James Cracknell. In no, your boat. I don't think he's in our boat. I think you get one rower, but I don't think I think it'd be a bit unfair to pop James Cracknell in a boat. Yeah, because he would just just win it for everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think we've got him, uh, Dermot Monahan, Lee's um, newsreader. Um, who else is in our Who else is in our boat? Do you know? No. Um, <laughs> asking asking the people who work at Sky if they, if they know he's in the room. Well, they might do. I just think I just think it's going to be the most insane, intense thing because how it's like five hundred meters, isn't it? Or it's like a thousand. What? Fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred meters. Yeah. It's like, not. But you're not doing the boat race course then are you no we're doing it in manchester and we're doing it on the canal not um but the the, the in salford so uh, but i went but I, how freezing is that going to be for well, us I, this is what so i'm worried about been up there yet? i haven't been up we it's were meant so to go, cold we were meant to go and train and i it was like a blizzard and i was like are we seriously gonna and then they called it off thank god yeah. but i was like jesus this is gonna be so, so we, intense we went out and there was that you know it was, it was icy um and i, I was a little did bit did you complain 
No, 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 you no, can't do. No, you can't. Yeah, just get your Lakers on and just go, I'm getting in here. Um, it, and so I, I went out with um, Tom Reed Wilson, you know, Tom. He'd be a good rare. Oh, but he, he, was, um, he was a cox at, at school. So he already knows what's going on. And I was like, oh, and he was like, he was, he was rowing, he cut his finger, he was bleeding everywhere. Like, oh and he was like an absolute animal, the bloke. But um, uh, do you know Tom? Yes. Oh yeah. my God, the loveliest bloke in the world. Yeah. Yeah. The, lovel- the loveliest guy in the entire world. But His just, voice. It's like, it sounds like but you're also, listening to the radio from but also with 1920s. These things, but, but yeah. like, with these things, so hang on, so with this whole rowing thing, so we have to row 1,500 metres. Yeah, I think so, yeah. That's not that far. That is really far. Have you ever 2K. gone... 2K. Well, I used to row competitively. Yeah, so have you ever, like doing an ergo or something, I tried to do an ergo the other yeah, day. Of course but, you did, mate. <laughs> did yeah. you actually? Yeah. Oh, well, actually? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. School. What school? The oratory. <laughs> the, Br- the Brompton one. No, no, no. The, the, no, the, no, no, no. the big O. I used to play. I used to play fives at school. Did you? Yeah. What like the the one with the the one with the hand the the gloves? You wear the gloves and you hit a ball with it. But also, okay, on the rowing thing, we have to we have to row fifteen hundred meters, right? Okay. And the thing that I'm concerned about is that I've never rowed. Like you've never rowed. So how are we going Wait, to? What are you rowing in an eight? I row in an eight. Yeah. yeah. How do you know so much about this? Like, you know way more than I do. I haven't done anything. I just, I just picked it up. Just picked it What's up. It like the boat race. What 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 you should do is spend more time on your own prep and not flat earth research. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because you know what what would happen? You just row off the edge, wouldn't you? Hey, yeah. If you were on the ocean, you just row off the edge. That's what he was worried about. Where would you go to? That is that is their that sorry that was their argument. They uh, they don't they they haven't figured that bit out yet. Yeah. I'm telling you now. I'm telling you now. In a few years' time, without a doubt, we everyone be saying yeah, the earth is flat. Oh my god. Hundred percent will be happening. You, do you think? Do you, have you seen the Truman Show? Uh, yeah, years ago. Do you think he was a flat earther? No. Because he was in, he, I mean, as far as he's concerned. Yeah, yeah. Do you think Jim Carrey in world. the Truman Show was... was Because at the end, he, like, he, he yeah. got in the boat and Because they were trying to tell us something. Yeah. Oh, what, that was, so that was a message. Uh, <laughs> hiding listen, in plain sight. Listen, I tell, you what, it, I tell you what, instead of more flat earthers, why don't you give us the question of the week? How many popes are there per square kilometre in the Vatican? At the moment, I'm going to say two. Two? Yeah. Um, so you've got the current one, the Argentinian boy, and then I think it, um, the retired it, Ratzinger is still uh, in residence there. How do you know this? So I'm a, I love my churches and stuff like that, but I've got a feeling that, that that's too much of a simple answer. So, But there'll be popes in waiting, so there'll be so many like cardinals there already. But I think there is one true pope, and then there is still... A pope, a pope, pope emeritus in popester. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think uh, I see. I, I thought there was just one pope. Ordinarily, you, you only. I get, thought there was one pope, and then when the pope died, yeah, you'd get the white smoke out the but top. This was the first time where um, Ratzinger had uh, ill health, and um, basically was saying, "Look, I don't think I'm going to be able to." It's the first one. It's history making. We've got wait, two wait, wait, wait. Ratzinger said what? He said- Ratzinger was like, look, my mind's going. I've, I don't think I'm going to be able to make some good decisions going forward. I think we should have someone else. Um, I know it's, you have to usually have to wait till me die, but just give us a break. And they went, <laughs> and so- okay, we'll pop, we'll pop the smoke out again. And then they went and did the um, Britain's Got Talent vote and uh, the Argentinian guy won it. <laughs> also, when you become a Pope, do you know that you're becoming a Pope? Or do you no. just... No, do you, just, do you just suddenly just go... Holy fuck, I'm, yeah, yeah, they did, they, I'm the Pope. It's like Love Island, but yeah, you don't know not, you've won it. No. <laughs> you have an inkling. You, do you have an inkling that you're going to become Pope? Well, there's... Because there's, um, there's all the cardinals, right? And then they, the, they, they can only be elected well, so from they the could, cardinals. So, it's like, so basically, it's like winning the lottery, just watching the TV, and then suddenly you go, oh, I'm the fucking Pope. Yeah, but with fewer people. 
Like not, ev- not everyone's in with a chance of being a pope around the world. Like it is only. I would love it if Lloyd you became pope. Oh. <laughs> but you were you Catholic? No. no yeah, says... but you can sing. Yeah, but I mean, you that's... could convert. You could be a convert. Yeah, my uncle converted. Yeah, yeah. Like Cardinal Newman. Did he convert? Yeah. Well, he's pope. a famous. You, convert, you'd be yeah. you'd be Pope Griffith. Uh, no, you get a d- different name. Pope, because you obviously become Pope Benedict, and what's the one now? What's he called? Is he called Pope Francis? Pope Francis, and the one before was Pope Benedict. I think fifteenth, maybe. Mm. I'd just be called uh, Pope Steve. <laughs> Pope Steve. Pope, Pope Griffith. Pope Griffith. I got, uh, hi there. I'd like to be called um, uh, Puri. What? <laughs> you, Come on. Maybe you could call your son. Gr- got, I, I just teed you up with a joke there, guys. I'd, I'd like to be called uh, Puri. Popery. Uh, <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Ironically, that joke. Is that, is that why the guy in Bournemouth still had his? Uh, <laughs> yeah, he, come on, he's still sleeping. Okay, he took I, a I think. I think there are. I think there's one pope. One pope. I think there's one. One pope, pope per square kilometer. Yeah, I think there's All one right. pope. All right. All right. Sit back and relax, guys, because uh, I have you my diary. I just crack open my water. Oh, mate, crack it open, babe. You're at home here. One second. Crack open a cold one. Oh, oh, oh! oh look at that. Went everywhere. <laughs> Classic me. You ready for this? Thirsty. Hit me up. Here we go. Saturday. Is that a new Apple Watch? Or? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Saturday. Now, we've all had erotic dreams. Sexy dreams. Oh, dreams that make us feel great. Dreams of being a cowboy and then your mum comes in and wakes you up so you're furious at her because you wanted to do was fall back to sleep and be a cowboy again. I had a dream that I was that I was a cowboy once. My mum woke me up and I was really angry. When was this? Thanks for explaining that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember it so well when I was younger. I, I was a cowboy, pew pew, and I was shooting loads of loads of loads of people. And oh. I was about to say Indians, but that's probably you can't say that. Yeah. But I was running around being a cowboy and it was just I think you mean Native Americans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Unless they were it was the Indian community <laughs> that you were So you had a dream that you're a mass murderer. <laughs> I mean, if I'm honest, they do look like you. <laughs> like, the old white supremacists. Yes. <laughs> I actually thought wet dreams were a myth. Oh, God. Until three years ago when I had my first one in bed next to me. Shooting my... Indians. <laughs> <laughs> Can't say that, Jamie. <laughs> I actually thought wet dreams were a myth until three years ago when I had my first one in bed next to my ex-girlfriend. She was my girlfriend at the time. I wasn't just in bed with my ex. Now, I don't know how physically they can happen. How can one, you know, while having a wet dream, have one of those orgasms? I must have been gyrating next to her, dry humping my mattress. To be fair, I've done worse. Anyway, I had another erotic dream the other night, this time next to my girlfriend. She actually is my Wait, weren't you just... Wait, what? What? You had an uh, ex-girlfriend. Uh, fast so, forward. Yeah, fast forward. Now, can... now it's with my girlfriend. All right, okay. And it was, <clears throat> this but, time... But continuous theme... Still a pervert. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This time it was next to my girlfriend. And it was about my actual girlfriend this time. We were at school trying to find a place to hide to have sex. I was excited. She was excited. We turned round corners, hidden classrooms away from teachers, teasing each other as we did. It was romantic, intense, insane. The moment came we were about to have sex. And I looked down and realised that the person I was about to have sex with wasn't my girlfriend, but a, <laughs> wasn't a, but a guy in my school called Theo Bossom. <laughs> 
Shout out to Theo Bossom. <laughs> I suddenly woke up to my alarm ringing. The thoughts of Theo Bossom in my mind throughout the day. It was so weird. Wait, wait did you I have a thing for Theo no, Bossom? No, I was, I, I was with my girlfriend. You know how dreams suddenly change. We were suddenly both naked and it wasn't my girlfriend. It was Theo Bossom. <laughs> like, I don't know. And Theo Bossom was trying to kiss me. Are you still wait, in touch with Theo Bossom? I haven't seen Theo Bossom in, in ages. Wait, so wait, let's see a picture of him. I, well, I'm not friends with the, You're not? No, I'm not friends with Theo You Bossom. could easily... I mean, yeah, so you can the, find the it. name Theo Bossom is definitely Googleable. <laughs> yeah. It's like trying to find right, Theo... We want to see what your type is. Theo Bossom. Does okay. he play fives as well? Theo Bossom. Theo Bossom's bottom. Oh, he's got... Found him! Found him! Oh, I can't... He's in, he's in a ski... He's in, he's, <laughs> in, he's in a ski... He's in a scuttle. is that what you like, is it? Wearing a mask? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't, and he's got some champagne. Classic. Yeah, there's Theo. no picture of him. There's no picture of Theo Bossom. Let's go on Instagram. Hold on, we're going to find him here. Theo Bossom. There, this, there's definitely a lawsuit incoming here, isn't there? There we go. Theo Bossom. Uh, nope, no Theo Bossom. Okay, well that was uh, ironically an anticlimax. I'm you, not your dreams. Have you, have you, had, have you ever had a? Uh, Do you know what? what? I've never. I don't even have had one. Ever. I haven't had one. Yeah, never had I one. Know. Never. Never. I, I've never. only ever had one ever, and everyone goes, like, "Oh, haven't you?" You had, just I, talked about having two. Well, no, it, it always stops. All right, okay. Because Theo Bossom was in the way. And then always when I'm about to do it, actually last night I had a lucid dream. Yeah? Yeah. I had a lucid dream last night where you can control your dreams and you realise you're dreaming. Have you had one of those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you dream that the earth was round? (laughs) I had this dream that I I realised I can control my dreams. And those are amazing because all you want to do is you walk around. Yeah, they are. My my brother had one of those dreams. I told you this, France, before. My brother had one of those dreams and he was telling me about a lucid dream. And he said, I had this lucid dream where uh, I was at school and suddenly I I was doing an exam and I realised that I was dreaming. And now he's like, oh my God, I'm dreaming. I could do anything. I could fly. I could drive a car. I could do anything I wanted to. And he was like, right, I could, I could, I could do anything. And then suddenly he went in his dream, what happens if I'm not dreaming and this is real? So in his dream, he just did his exam. Because <laughs> he, was, he was too scared. I, I had a lucid dream and I jumped across the Atlantic. Oh, I've had a few, um, I've had a few hopping across the Atlantic. Yeah, hot ju- where, yeah. I, where I... I Jump off the water. Yeah, I jumped. No, I jumped over in one oh, jump. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Were you not tempted to go over the Antarctic? No, it's because <laughs> actually it's quicker. And, yeah. um, and, and then I had another one where I was having um, I was having breakfast with the Simpsons, <laughs> and then and then Homer Simpson turned into a, a, a Simpsons version of Tom Selleck. Wow. Yeah, you're doing. And then I went. And then I went on a. Then I went. And then I rode on this motorbike with Tom Selleck, Homer Simpson, and then drove, what drove down this... What the hell is that? And then drove down this, like, winding road on the motorbikes. Hey, hey Lloyd, so I apologise for, for France. Well, no, I'm just... No, I mean, I mean hey. that's a lot more normal than stuff you've come out with, mate. Hey, listen, I know. Does. I was just having sex dreams with Theo Bossom. Hey, uh, Lloyd, uh, listen, uh, that's the end of part one, but we we got to ask you a quick question yeah, before go we go on. Why should uh, our listeners subscribe to our podcast? Um, just to make them feel better about themselves. Yeah, and? Uh, um, I think that is the main thing. To, yeah, uh, and? And. Oh, why, why do we make them feel better, better about themselves? Because then they'll be like, I can't believe you, like, you think the earth is flat. <laughs> I, I don't feel as stupid <laughs> any, anymore. Because, you know, they're going, oh my God, like. Yeah, so if you're a flat earther. Yeah, so- I, I, think, I think you should subscribe if you think the earth is round. <laughs> You shouldn't have any flat earthers listening. Well, I tell you what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to convince you in part two while the earth is flat, so get ready for that. Okay. All right, see you in part two. Bye-bye.
Hey, Ohio, have you heard the buzz? Slinger's Signature Cocktails are the new go-to to to go. Slinger's are convenient, canned, cocktail-inspired flavored beverages that bring you delicious flavors like Bahama Mama, Peach Screwdriver, and Pineapple Punch with 8% ABV. They pack a punch at a price you can't beat. No time to make fancy cocktails? Don't want to break the bank on a night out? Slingers has you covered. Blast your taste buds, not your wallet. Grab Slingers today. American Fermentation Company, Boston, Massachusetts. Please drink responsibly. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.